Why? Why? Why did Jesus come to earth? Why forsake the majesty and fellowship of heaven? Exchanging a palace for a stable. Immortal comforts for a feeding trough. And robes of glory for the feeble body of an infant. An unparalleled irony, this supreme, unrivaled nobility experiencing absolute and total humility. Our sovereign God, Emmanuel, as a baby. He didn't come to heap shame upon sinners or to judge and cast out the impious, but to break bread with those called unrighteous. He didn't come to illuminate every mystery of the cosmos or to enlighten the intellectual, but to fulfill the testimony of prophets clothed in rags. He didn't come to elevate a single nation or to advocate a particular political affiliation. He came because he saw you broken in need of salvation. He saw you lost and abandoned crying out, surrounded by deaf ears, fighting through the tears, but beaten down by the torments of this world. And unable to bear your distress, he renounced his eternal throne, walked the earth, bore the stripes, accepted the nails, and gave up his last breath, so that you could receive the breath of life. holy, infinite God, beheld your pain, perceived your heart, and determined that your soul was worth dying for. From the manger, to the cross, to the empty tomb, it is all a story of profound love, of a savior who rescued his children from darkness of a blameless king who declared that no sacrifice was too great for the sake of his beloved creation. Why did Jesus come to earth? He came for you. Good morning, Kay Chapel. And the word of God in the 100 number of Psalms says, make a joyful noise unto the Lord. Uh, is anybody else? Uh, make a joyful noise unto the Lord. All ye land, serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. Know ye that the Lord, he is God. It is he that has made us and not we ourselves. Is it anybody else that believe that? It is he that has made us and not we ourselves. Come before his presence with thanksgiving. Hallelujah. Is anybody else happy to be here on the first Sunday of December? The last month in the year? Say hallelujah. 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 Okay, somebody didn't get it. Did you wake up this morning? Hallelujah. Are you in your right mind? Hallelujah. Did you step out on your own two feet? 
technology and we say thank you Lord now Lord we are here to worship you to give you all the glory to give you all the honor to just say thank you thank you Lord for another day and now Lord as we enter this service let us put aside anything that may be troubling us. Let us feed ourselves with your spirit. Let us indulge in your scripture this morning. Let us hear the words of praise and song this morning. Let us actually get nourished with your word from the scripture this morning. And then we will leave here, Lord, a little Field and a little more renewed so that we can go out and tell a dying world that the wages of sin is death but the gift of God is eternal life. It is now in the name of Jesus and all the saints say amen amen and amen have a special treat this morning. Our young people, the liturgical dancers, will enter and worship with us, and we want you to give them a hand clap of praise as they come. Are you for Christ? Are you for Christ? Come on, y'all. Let's give them praise. Are you for Christ? Yeah. 
God blocked it. Nobody but Jesus. Nobody but Jesus. Yes. Blocked it. Blocked it. Yes, Lord. All right, our scripture for the day, it comes up from Philippians chapter 3. And I'll start reading at the first verse, and that reads as follows. Brother, my brothers and sisters, rejoice in the Lord. It is no trouble for me to write the same thing again. It is a safeguard for you. Watch out for those dogs, those evildoers, those mestilations of the flesh. For we are the circumcised who would serve God by his spirit, who boast in Jesus Christ, who put no confidence in the flesh. May the Lord add a blessing to the readers and doers of God's holy and inspired word. Let us pray, family. Father God, we thank you for your grace and mercy that woke us up for another amazing day, another opportunity to come together to join all others who confess you as Lord and Savior. Inspire our hearts, our minds, our spirit through the active presence of your Holy Spirit. Grant us the grace to worship you in spirit and truth. This morning, let no hinder in our worship. Let it be no hinder in our worship, Lord. Let there be no hesitation in our praise and our hallelujahs. We come to worship and praise and lay our heavy burdens down at the foot of the crumb. So this morning, December, Lord, in your word, you say for us to cast our cares upon you and that you will sustain us. So, Lord, this morning, remove the stress in our lives. Remove that financial burden that might be hindering us. Take the pain and the sorrow away from us, Lord. Remove the unforgiveness that might be in our hearts and place up that fast spirit back in our lives. Cast all our cares away from us, Lord, and, and sustain us again. All praise and all honor and all glory and power, it belongs to you. Even the air that we breathe this morning, Lord, it belongs to you. So right now, we pray, we pray for our sick and our shedding. Continue to strengthen them, Lord. We pray right now for our bereaved family and friends that's going through bereavement. Continue to wrap your loving arms around us. Give us comfort. Give us hope and peace. And for the spoken word for this morning, let it continue to meditate on our hearts, our minds, our spirit, long after we leave this place. These are more prayers and blessings in your Holy Son, Jesus' name. Amen. Let the church say amen. Let us say amen again. Let's give youth for Christ. Let's give youth for Christ a little bit of praise as we thank God for those young ladies. Their talents could be used in many ways, but when they bring it to the house of prayer, they deserve to be given our praise because they are worshiping our God. And we thank God for youth for Christ and their leadership. We say congratulations this morning to Deacon Ben Davis. He was recognized by the Hines County Sheriff Department as Deputy of the Month. Stand up, Brother Davis. 
And in the season and in the spirit of giving, the Sunday School is collecting blankets for Billy Bromfield, and they are going to be doing that now through December 18th. The goal is to collect at least 40 or more blankets, and you may drop them off in the old fellowship hall. The Circle of Charity is collecting socks for both men and women for the homeless shelters. And if you would like to assist in this worthy cause, a box has been already placed in the old fellowship hall to collect your donations. And the last day of collection for this will be Sunday, December 18th. Mark your calendars, sisters and brothers, for Christmas morning. Christmas morning, December 25th, we will worship virtually at 11 o'clock. We will worship virtually. We won't come to the sanctuary, but you will be able to pull it up on live stream. And that's Christmas morning. Deacon Brian Guy would like to come now and just give a few words of thankfulness. Good morning, Cade. The election is now over, and I wanted to thank you all for your support, both visible, both vocal and uh, financial. I know without those prayers and support and the financial support that uh, an already difficult task would have been that much more difficult. So I do want to thank you all, and I will say uh, I won't make any promises, but keep a watchful eye out for the next four years. Thank you. You know, Mama's 91 years old, and we thank God for that. Mama always told us that it means so much when people do something for you. And the least thing that you can do is say, thank you. There's so much power in the words of thank you. Well, it's the first Sunday in December. And as always, we recognize the babies that were born in that month. So at this time, we want all of our December babies to stand. All right. Remain standing as we sing happy birthday to you all. Everybody, happy birthday to you. Amen. Amen. At this time, we will now get ready to worship through our giving. Good morning, Kate Chapel. Well, it's tithes and offering time. It's time now to bless the Lord through our giving. We understand here at K.E. Chapel that fully worshiping God includes our offering, which are given primarily for three reasons. 
The first reason why we give because it demonstrates our obedience to God's word. And the second reason why we give here at K Chapel is give as a sign of giving thanksgiving to God for supplying, providing all our needs. And the third reason why we give is because we just want to see the kingdom of God grow through the mission and ministries that occur here, throughout our city, our state, and even around the world. Now, there are multiple ways in which you can give. You can give by use of the traditional method, by the envelope. You can mail it in, or you can drop it off by the office. Or you can use the K-Chapel app. Now, for those of you that are with us by way of live stream, you too can bless the Lord through your giving by utilizing the number that's on your stream. So how much you give, and whichever way you decide to give, we do encourage you to do so without grudgingly or of necessity. For God loves a... God bless you. Merry Christmas.
us pray. Father God, we thank you right now for these gifts that we've received. Bless now the gift the givers and those who desire to give in the method in which we was able to give through. Lord, accept these offerings and may be used to the uplifting of your kingdom. These are more blessings in your holy son Jesus' name. Amen. Good morning, K Chapel. Again, this week, there are those that are in need of your prayers. We ask that you continue to pray for all of our bereaved families. On this week, Sister Clara Roberts lost her oldest son, Mr. Ulysses Magruder of Wilmington, Delaware. The funeral service for Mr. Magruder will be held on Saturday, December 10th in Delaware. We have in the hospital or in rehab Brother Charles Hodge is in ICU at University Hospital. Also, Deaconess Minnie Ellis, Mr. Aaron Thompson Sr., Sister Wilma Jean Chaffee, and Brother Benny Larry are also in need of your prayers. We have recovering at home, Sister Anita Shaw, Brother Elverse Alexander, who both had surgery on last week. Also, Sister Catherine Kilpatrick, Sister Gloria Greer, Brother Levi McBride, Brother Al Levy, Sister Sharon Turner Davis, and Brother Sammy Henderson are recovering at home. Also asking for prayer is Sister Shirley Swims, Sister Hannah Bowie, Brother Al Buchanan, Lavinis Clark, and Mr. R.T. Cage. Also, I got a, a, a message this morning that Sister Vivian Newell is also asking for prayer. So as I always say during your travels during the week, remember to pray when you can, visit where you can, and each day, thank God, because you're healthy, you can. Thank you. Notice that pastor is not here. That was real quiet. <laughs> um, and you know that he is serving not only us, but he's serving this nation so well. We were in Nashville this past week for the Sunday School Publishing Board, and he and Dr. Shannon Moore. Uh, did a wonderful job representing Cade Chapel. Let's just give them a hand for that workshop. And I hope it's online that you all, it is, our superintendent said it is online. So you all go out and look online and see what God is blessing us to do as we share about the digital work that our church is doing so that other churches can become well equipped during this pandemic time. Amen. Now, with that said, you know, Pastor is never going to leave you without a word from a good person to give us the word. Amen? And this morning, it was just warming to my heart to see one of our brothers come and identify that he is going to give us the word this morning. And before this wonderful choir uh, ensemble, let's give them a hand for the singing of praise. Wasn't that wonderful? 
we will hear from Reverend Walter Farrar, and I know his daughter and granddaughter in the building. Let me see a wave of the hand. There she is. Look at that beautiful baby. Um, and I don't know that you are going to receive him in the cave chapel way. And I'm just going to ask you right now, I know you got those masks on, but we're going to say it together. Preach, Reverend Farrar. Preach, Reverend Farrar. And in the name of Jesus, we will receive him right after this message of song.
God's people say amen. amen. That should be our prayer. Order our steps. Guide our footsteps. Hold our hand. Bridle our tongues. Keep us in the path of righteousness. For if he does not do that, we will lose our way. For the Bible says all we like sheep have gone astray. We've gone our own separate directions and done what we thought. But if he keeps us in the right pathway, we'll make it through. To God be the glory for the great things he has already done. You for Christ, beautiful message and dance. Often we say that our young people, so many of them are going astray, but we need to look around at those that are in the right way and give them a little praise a little encouragement and a, a good word because not all of them are gone. Thank God for those that are still here. It's our responsibility to, to reach out to those that are not here and try to get them into the right way. I thank God for Pastor Buckley, in his absence, for asking me to come and to share in this worship experience. And I must say, now nah, I didn't come to put on no show. I'm saying all of this trying to work my nerves down. Uh, I'm, I'm a part of K Chapel, and I'm home. But I don't care where you go, if you're standing up for God, every now and then you'll have a few butterflies. And you have to sort of let yourself settle. Uh, old preacher used to tell me, don't jump in the fire too quick. Amen. I thank God for you that are here. I thank God to see my daughter and great granddaughter amen pleased to see them and a couple of other friends that have come in to the house to worship I did come, say now I did say come to worship we're not here to to look good although all of you look good we come to praise God thank God for what you're looking like because you could look a lot worse. 
old saying, we don't look like what we've been through. Uh, amen. Amen. Thank God for the ensemble singing out of their hearts. Order my steps. I came with a word from the Lord found in the book of, if you have a Bible, ask it that you would turn, you heard part of the reading in our devotional. Philippians chapter 3. I'm going to begin at verse number 9. If you have a Bible, would you follow along? Be found in him, not having my own righteousness, which is of the law, but that which is through the faith of Christ, the righteousness which is of God by faith, that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his suffering, being made conformable unto his death. If by any means I might obtain unto the righteous unto the resurrection of the dead. Not as though I had already obtained. Neither were already perfect. But I follow after if that I may apprehend that for which also I am apprehended of Christ Jesus. Brethren, I count not myself to have, all, have apprehended, but this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind, reaching forth unto those things which are before, I press towards the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. Thus ends the reading of the word of God. For a few moments, this worship day, I want to talk from the subject, our relationship with God. Our relationship with God. Yours and mine. If I were to call the name Abraham, most of us have heard of Abraham in the Bible. The Bible declares that Abraham was a friend of God. Enoch is familiar to some of us because we have heard that Enoch walked so close to God that God just took him. And he did not 
see death. David is familiar because when you study the life of David, you'll find that David was a man after God's own heart. Moses, Moses, the lawgiver. Jacob, Joseph. I could go on name many in the Bible. But there's one thing, or there's several things, but there's one thing that I want you to notice about all of them. And, I'm, well, let me just say two things. One thing is that they believed God. They believed God. The other thing that all of them have in common is that they had a relationship with God. One of the things that I I'm, I'm trying I want to try to point out today is that all of us must have a relationship with God. All of us need to know God for yourself. All of us must establish that kind of a relationship like Moses and Joshua and all of the rest of them. A strong, healthy, vibrant relationship. A relationship that will sustain you in dark days. A relationship that will lift you up when your burdens get heavy. That kind of a relationship that when people come up against you, you can stand it anyway. A kind of a relationship that no matter how bad things get, there's still light at the end of the tunnel. No no matter how sick you may get, you still can call on that relationship you can lean and depend on. Nobody else wants to talk to you. You can lean and depend on when nobody else will pray for you. You know you can get a prayer through. You need that kind of relationship that will keep you going. Not, not, not the kind that will flutter and fall, but that kind of relationship that holds you, that you can build on a good foundation. That's the first point I want to make to you today. Your relationship ought to have a good foundation. Paul writes to the church at Philippi about their relationship. He has been talking to them and preaching to them and he had established the church in that area. But he had some warnings for them first of all. He said, beware of the dogs. 
Beware of those that were mutilators. Beware of those that walk with forked tongues. Beware of those that were not looking out for your interest. Beware. Because there are those that will take advantage of opportunity. There are those that will come up against you. There are those that will talk about you. That there are those that will set traps for you. Church, I stopped by to tell you today, we're living in some bad days. We're going through some dark times. And I stopped to tell somebody in the house, beware. Warning. Beware. Don't, 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 don't drop your head, but beware. Look around at what's going on and beware. Look and see how the world is turning upside down. Beware. Beware of the devil. For he comes to steal, kill, and destroy. Beware. Warning. The warnings all around us. But we must make sure that our that our relationship is on a firm, solid foundation. Well, what makes up a good, solid foundation? Paul here in this text says to us in verse number nine, he says, and be found in him having my own righteousness, not having my own righteousness, which is of the law, but that which is through the faith of Christ. The righteousness which is not, which is of God by faith, that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his suffering being made conformable unto his death. First thing you need to make sure is what you believe in. He says, be found in him. I stopped by to tell you today that if you're not saved, you need to be saved. If you don't know Jesus in the pardon of your sin, you need to get to know him today. If you have not made that contact to build your relationship with him, I extend the invitation before the invitation is given. Get to know Jesus. The Bible teaches us that we must be saved. There's no way around it. Got to be saved. 
Now, I, I, I know and I'm not naive to think that everybody in the church is saved because that's not true. Some are in here for certain reasons. But I stopped to tell somebody that if you have not accepted Jesus Christ, you must receive him. The Bible declared there is no other name given whereby men might be saved. Save the name Jesus. You got to know him for yourself. I'm not talking about what grandmama said. Granddaddy might have walked with him a long time. But if you don't know him for yourself, then you are in trouble. Paul teaches us in the book of Romans that we have gone about to establish our own righteousness and have not, not accepted the righteousness which is by faith. If thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus Christ and believe in thine heart that God has raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. Now I need to make sure that you understand Paul is not saying that you got to confess your sin because God already knows what you're going through. God already knows what you're doing. He already knows the sins that you've done for he has already told us all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. So you don't have to confess that you lied or you stole or you cheated or the, you don't have, that's not what, what Paul is saying. But you must confess that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. There's no other way around that. You got to confess that Jesus hung on Calvary, died for your sins and got up early on a Sunday morning and you believe that Jesus is the Christ. You've got to believe that. But because if you don't have that foundation, then you're already on sinking sand. Your foundation must be firm. Then not only must your foundation be firm, but Paul gives us three things in the 10th verse he says first of all that I may know him that's a personal statement not that mama might know him not that daddy might know him not even that the preacher might know him I want to know him for myself I want to know how it, it feels for him to change me you got to understand Paul is not talking about I want to be saved because Paul had already been saved. Paul had already confessed on the Damascus road. He had already met Jesus when the, when the light shined down and knocked him from his beast. He had already confessed then. He had already been pulled out of the world and changed his direction because he was on his way to do damage to the church but on the Damascus road 
God stopped him. And I, 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 I want to warn you, if you get on the Damascus road, God will stop you too. Amen. On the Damascus road, he fell from a beast, blinded by the light. Went told to go to a street called Street. Down at the street called Street. Ananias met him there. Ananias had already told him, or told God, God, this man is a dangerous man. This man, uh, it doesn't mean the church any good, but God told Ananias, don't judge him now because he's a chosen vessel to bear my name. And so Ananias did what God told him to do. And God changed his name from Paul, from Saul to Paul. So he writes this thing. He says that I may know him. He's not talking about personal knowledge. He's talking about a deeper knowledge. And I submit to you today that every one of us in here ought to want a deeper relationship with God. Oh, I, I, I know you joined church years ago. You might have been in, in doing whatever you were doing. And you accepted Christ. And a lot of, lot of, lot of young folks have been in my day accepted Christ, but they didn't mean what they said. But you need to have a deeper relationship. It's just like kind of, it's kind of like a husband and a wife. You get married, you really don't know each other. You think you'll know. I, I, I know she likes this and she likes that. But until you have been walking with each other, until you have been talking with each other, until you have been fellowshipping with each other, until you've been sleeping with each other, until you draw closer to each other, you really don't know. But after a while, you start realizing something. I know what she likes now because I've been with her. I know how she talks now because I've been with them. I know what they're going to act like because I've been with them. I know how they think better now because I've been with them. And if you haven't been with Christ, you don't know how to think. If you have not been studying the word of God, you don't know what he is saying to you. And you've got to have a relationship that's so close. Your relationship ought to, ought to be one that, that, that you don't have to really think about. What God says, you already know. Because the word will tell you that he'll put the word in your heart. But notice something else. Not only does Paul says that I may know him, but he also says that I may not, not only that I may know him, but, and the power of his resurrection, but the fellowship. The fellowship of his suffering. I want to know him personally. I want to know the power that he possesses. 
Do you not realize that God has intervened in so many of your lives and you don't really realize the power that he has put in your hand? Do you not realize sometimes we say things we have no business saying? Not, not, not because the word is, is in the word. It's not. We say it because we heard somebody else say it. But I stopped by to tell you today, the power is not in, in remembering or memorizing. It's in the word of God. There is power in the word. When the devil comes up against you, there's power. You have the power. For the Bible declares if you resist the devil, he got to do something. And the Bible says he got to go. If you come up against him, he does not have the power over you. You got the power over. You got to realize that. You got more power than you really think. When you got Jesus, you got power. Not only do you want to, that, that Paul says that, that, that I want to, that I may know him and, and, and make that personal. And then not only do I want to know the power of his resurrection, but I want to also know the presence of him. I want to know that when I come up again, go through the valley of the shadows of death, I got somebody right there beside me. I want to know that I got a, a, a bridge that will help me to cross over troubled waters. I want to know. And the only way you know that is to know that he's right there. You've got to believe that he said, that I, I, no matter what comes your way, I'll never leave nor forsake you. He's always present. And then not only is he present, but he's always on time. We said that old song, God don't answer prayer the way we want him to. He waits until we've done our part and then he'll step in and he'll do the rest. God works that way. Yeah, do I have a witness? Yeah, I, I know somebody in here that, that at one point in your life you thought, well, I, I, I'm just about to go down. Suddenly something happened. God stepped in. Somebody in here I know have been down to your last down. Didn't know exactly how you were going to make it. Somehow God stepped in. Turn that around. Somehow, when 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 the money got funny, food was short. Somehow, God fed you when you were hungry, kept you when you were lonely. God made a way out of no way. Is there anybody in the house can say God will make a way? When the, when, the, when the burdens are too heavy for you to bear, God will make a way. Oh, I'm, I'm just about through. But look at what Paul says in verse number 
uh, number 11 and 12. He says, if by any means I might obtain unto the, the resurrection of the dead, not that, not as though I had already obtained, neither were already perfect, but I follow after that I may, uh, may apprehend that for which also I am apprehended of Christ Jesus. In other words, your relationship must have a format. What am I, what you talking about, preacher? I'm talking about your, your relationship ought to be true. Paul doesn't say I'm perfect. Paul doesn't say I've done, I, I, I'm better than anybody else. Go back up in the chapter and you'll find that Paul could have been boasting about his credentials. But he doesn't boast about his credentials. He says, I would much rather just get rid of all of my credentials and count it as dumb for that I might win Christ. And I stop by to tell you, if you are not real with God, if your foundation is not real, and if your relationship is a phony, you got a phony situation. You got to be real. Paul says, I'm going to be real with you. I made some mistakes. I've done some things I had no business doing. I come short of the glory of God. I can be honest with my own self. And the worst person in the world is the one that can't be honest with themselves. You know you ain't always been so that in so much. But God, the old songwriter said, he looked beyond your faults. And some of us still got faults today. Thanks be to God, he looks beyond our faults and see our needs. You got to be true to yourself. If you can't be true to yourself, you won't be true to anybody else. Tell yourself the truth. Yes, I think some things I had no business thinking about. I wanted to do some stuff I had no business with doing. I wanted to go some places I didn't have no business going. I've said some stuff to some folk that I sure wish I hadn't said. Just be, be honest with your own self. And then you, if you be honest with yourself, you can be honest with God. And you can turn around and say, Lord, forgive me for all I've done wrong. Not only does he tell us that I haven't obtained, I haven't reached maturity because some of us still got childlike actions. We do things sometimes like children. We do run around with things that we have no business messing with. But we've got to be Christ-like. 
Stop for a moment and if you study the word of God, you'll find that God, that when we are like Christ, we're more, we're closer to him. When we're like Christ, we will have the kind of relationship that we can build on. Well, the last thing I want to say, the last thing, and I'm going to put this mask on after I put this. But I'm gonna, but but notice what he says in verse number thirteen and fourteen. He says, "Brethren, I count not myself to have apprehended, but this one thing I do: forgetting those things which are behind, reaching forth unto those things which are before. I press towards." the mark for the prize of high calling of God in Christ Jesus. Notice what he says. There ought to be some fixation in your relationship. There ought not to be no wishy-washy. Too many times we start and we stop. We wish you wash. We vacillate from one thing to another. But I stop by to tell you when you got a relationship with God, it ought to be a firm relationship. You ought to be able to say, I know that I know. I'm not going to fool myself. And I'm not going to fool you. For God, I stand on a firm foundation. You ought to be able to say, I'm forgetting those things which are behind. In other words, I'm going to leave the past in the past. I'm going to stop dwelling on how folk hurt me. And I'm going to start dwelling on how God helped me. I'm going to stop dwelling on what folks did back under. And I'm start thanking God for how he brought me this far. I'm going to stop looking in the past and holding on to the past. Because I come by to tell you no matter how you look at your past, it's already in the past. And you can't do anything to stop it. And you can't change your past because it's already done. But I forget those things behind me. And I, then not only do I forget about that which is in the past, but I concentrate on the present. I concentrate on how good God is and how he had brought me this far. I concentrate on the fact that God had brought me so far. I concentrate on the fact that I might not be able to eat a steak, but I still can eat some chicken. I concentrate on the fact that I want to thank God for how he has held me up, how he has walked with me, how he has talked with me, how he guides my footsteps. 
how he holds my hand. I'm concentrating on the fact that it might look bad, but it could be worse. I'm concentrating on the fact that he keeps me and I know that he is with me all the way. Not only that, but I embrace my future because I realize I'm pressing on. I'm pressing toward the mark of the prize of a high calling. I keep on running. Burdens get heavy. Keep on running. Talked about. Keep on running. Built and scorned. Keep on running. Burden down. Keep on running. And then I pursue. I'm running after something. I'm not just running, but I'm trying to rake it in. I'm trying to make heaven my home. I'm on my way. Did not our hearts burn? We thank God for Reverend Farrar, our brother, who brought us a very powerful and simple message. His message challenged us to examine ourselves, to examine our relationship with God. You know, we're so happy that each of us uh, were here today to, to witness this message. But the thing is, what about your relationship with God? He talked about Paul. Paul was a religious man. And he thought he was doing the right thing when he was persecuting the church. Outside of the realm of God. But Paul had to be changed that he would have a relationship with God. And I want to tell you, all the goodness, the good things that we do, would not establish a relationship with God. All the kind words we say would not save our souls, would not enable us to walk with God and to be called a friend of God. Only a genuine relationship God with God will make a difference. You know what? Some of us here today, as Pastor Farrar said, are not saved. But I tell you today, that can be changed. You can change that today. Do you know God is standing, Jesus Christ is standing right now with his arms wide open. If you're willing to step out today and to come to him, I promise you, I promise you, he will meet you. I promise you, he will embrace you and establish a relationship with you. Oh, yes, you. Despite all of your past, despite what you did last night. He'll give you a new life. Old things, old things will pass away. No, I'm not talking about what I read. I know 
He will receive you today. If you want a relationship with God, if you want to know where you will spend eternity, you need to come now. Because I'm going to tell you, all other grounds are sinking sand. Only Jesus Christ, only Jesus Christ will hold you in that eternal hour. Will there be one now? Won't you come now? He's able. I know you may be thinking that, well, maybe next Sunday. But tomorrow is our promise. You ought to trust him right now. life can change, your whole perspective for life can change. If you'll only trust him right now. I want to tell you it's real. It's real. And I'm not going to, I'm not going to badger you. But there are many of us in here know that it's real. That witnesses today know that he's real, that he'll change your life. Don't pass this opportunity up. Won't you come? some concern and we all do we need prayer every hour of the day you can come right now if you need prayer just come to this side right here and one of the ministers will pray with you in private I know you're looking forward to the holidays and what you're going to get, but you can make this holiday your best holiday of all. struggling, so many that are hurting, 
so many that are shedding tears. We're about to get ready to start, get into another year. They're still hurting people. Yes, we ought to be re ready to rejoice, ready to praise God. But don't forget that Jesus was a man who was compassionate. He loved people. While we are celebrating and thanking God, don't forget to pray for those that are less fortunate than yourself. If you would bow your heads, Father God, we come to you now, humble as we know how. Heads bowed, calling upon you because you're God, because you're able to do anything but fail us. First of all, I want to thank you for all you're doing. Thank you, Lord, for where we are right now. Thank you, Father, for your mercy and your grace. Thank you, Lord, for understanding us better than we can understand our own selves. Thank you, Father, for burning, bearing, and for healing our bodies and touching our hearts. Thank you, Father. But most of all, we thank you for Jesus, who hung, bled, suffered, and died, but got up out of the grave with all power in his hand. Thank you, Lord. Now, Lord, we're getting ready to leave this house. But, Father, we pray that you never leave us, never forsake us, keep us in your care. Hold us in the palm of your hand. Let no hurt, harm, or danger come upon us. But watch over us and guide us, lead us from one good degree unto another. Now, Lord, bless this day. Bless each one individually. And then bless us collectively. Keep your hands of protection around our pastor, wherever he may be. And then, Father, walk with him. Talk with him. Help him. Lift him up. Keep Pastor Emmaus, Dr. Horace Buckley in your care. Watch over him as well. Then watch over all the sick, the shut-in of this church. Father, we commit everything into your hands as we pray, as we prepare to leave this place. Now may the grace of God, the sweet communion of the Holy Spirit rest, rule, and abide with us now, henceforth, and forever. Let us all say together, amen, amen, and amen. Shake hands with somebody. Tell them you love them. Don't tell a lie.